Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Praise the Lord and welcome to today's edition of Bible Platform. I know you love my Jesus and I'm going to ask you to join me to say a big thank you and hallelujah to our God and our King. His grace, His mercy that has brought us this far. That today we count ourselves so blessed and privileged as children of the living God. We who were hostile to God today have been reunited, engrafted into His family. And we can call ourselves children of God born by his spirit through the shed blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you very much once again. Blessed day to all my cherished listeners. And may God cause his spirit to minister to us today as always in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, over the past few weeks, we have been looking at the importance of not only seeking God, but seeking him diligently, seeking him diligently. Today, it is my pleasure to move away from the why we should seek God diligently to the how we can seek him diligently. How do we seek God? And I want to highlight the first important point if we are to seek God. It all begins, number one, with the heart. If the heart is not in the act, we will get it wrong. So the first way we seek God is with the heart. Jesus said, quoting Isaiah, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain they worship me. So we don't want to just say we are seeking God and it becomes vain seeking or vain worship. We want to stay in the word of God because it is the word of God that directs us in the ways of God so that we can fulfill the will of God. Amen. And so, once again, how do we see God? Number one, with all our hearts. And that is what takes us into seeking diligently. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, the scripture was talking about how Israel was going to stray away from God. And the consequences that was going to follow. Then, when we get to the verse 29 of Deuteronomy chapter 4, the scripture says... But from there, the consequence of their judgment was that they were going to be taken into captivity. And the scripture here says, but from there, from their captivity, you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him. If you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul, mind, emotions, the will, everything thrown into it. If you seek him with all your heart, not haphazardly. Not in a wishy-washy way, but you seek him with all your heart, with determination, with firmness, with the will in everything that you do, that I want to, I want to know God. He said, you seek him that way, you will find him. 
I want you to note this. The heart is the focus. Because the heart determines everything you say or do. Everything. Jesus said out of the abundance of the heart. Out of the overflow of the heart. The mouth speaks. So the heart must be centered on what you want to do. In this context, your desire to know God. If your heart is centered in that, indeed you are going to know him. Because he has said here, he said, If the heart is centered in the seeking, then you will seek me, you will find me. Praise the name of the Lord. So I want to suggest here that the heart becomes something like the ruler for the sheep or the steering wheel. The steering wheel. So you take it out, you lose your way. Psalm 66 verse 18. Psalm 66 verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now, so here we go again telling us how important the heart is. So if I want to seek God and at the same time, my heart is filled with unforgiveness, bitterness, and all that kind of emotional jungle and things that do not align with the word of God. They can become stumbling blocks to my seeking after God. They can become stumbling blocks to your seeking after God. Amen. So the heart must be in right standing with God. The Bible says, if you will seek me with all your heart. Note this point I'm making. That when the heart is filled with bitterness and all kinds of spiritual junk. You can't use the same heart. To connect to heaven. There must be a cleansing of the heart. Through repentance. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 25. This scripture reveals something that I want to share with you. Now it says I applied my heart to know. I applied my heart to know. And to search. To know and to search. And to seek out wisdom. And the reason for things. Now, this is where the writer of the book of Ecclesiastes is telling us he placed his heart. Remember, we are looking at seeking God with the heart. The writer of Ecclesiastes is telling us that he sought to seek out, to search, to know wisdom. That was his focus. So, child of God, if you want to know God and you are determined to seek him, this is the first important thing that you need to do your heart your heart your thoughts your will everything within you must be centered on seeking god so when you for instance take the word of god we'll come to all that i'll come to all that in my subsequent presentations whatever you you look at as the channel of coming into knowledge with god you have to connect with it with your heart. You have to apply your heart to it. You cannot um, set your heart on something else. Like so many people walk into the house of God. Their body is there but their heart is not there. As long as they hear what they want to hear, that's okay. But they don't want to hear anything that convicts them of sin. Now when that happens, your heart is not totally committed to seeking God. It's not totally committed to seeking God. Now let me read again Ecclesiastes 7.25. Very interesting. I applied my heart to know and to search and to seek out wisdom 
and the reason of things, and to know the wickedness of folly, even of foolishness and madness. So that's why he set his heart to seek. So what you set your heart on seeking is what you will find. Remember, that's the point I've been stressing. So if you set your heart on seeking God, you will find God. This writer said he applied his heart, the reason for things, to know about wickedness and even foolishness and madness. So you find that it's not surprising that somewhere along the line, some of his writings doesn't really, really make sense in terms of where God stands and where he stands. And so he ends up saying vanity or vanity. Everything is vanity. Everything is not vanity. Everything is not vanity. But that's where he ends up because he, he sought foolishness and madness. That's what he said. And that's what he found. So child of God, how do we seek for God? We seek for God. With all our heart. Anytime you walk into the house of God, let your heart go with you and worship with your heart open to receive what God has for you. Don't go with a mindset that this is the way you want things to go and this is what you want to hear. And so you walk into the house of God and it's like, this is why I came. I want God to bless me to do. You are blessed already before you walk into the house of God. If you have received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you are blessed already. The Bible says we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Settle that in your spirit and seek God with all your heart. All your heart. Isaiah 14.13 Isaiah 14.13 For thou hast said in thine heart, note it, and here Satan is setting his heart on overthrowing God. He did not just get up and do what he did. Now, he set his heart. So I'm still driving the point that if you want to seek God, your heart must be the number one. It must be the number one place. It must be subjected, yielded, focused, centered on the God that you want to. To know diligence. So Satan set his heart on overthrowing God. Now he didn't set any other thing. He began with his heart. So Isaiah 14.13 For thou hast said in thine heart. Hmm, very interesting. Very interesting. If we look at Psalm 14 verse 1. He says the fool has said in his heart. There is no God. Where does the fool begin is doubting God in his heart. That's why this heart issue is very important. You can't worship God minus your heart. You can't see God and know God when your heart is not yielded. Because everything centers around the heart. It is the center of a being. So Isaiah 14, 13 again, For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of heaven. I will sit also upon the throne of the congregation in the size of the north. You see, I will, I will, I will, I will. The heart is where we will. Amen. We will to do things. So if you, you want to see God, if you want to know God, you must will. That's where the heart comes in. You must will it. It cannot be imposed on you. You cannot be made to want to know God. You cannot be pressured to want to know God. If you don't want to do it, if the heart is not in it, 
you will begin the process of follow whatever lead you are giving, but you will not be able to sustain the momentum because it is not the matter of your heart. You are listening to the Bible platform with Reverend Hansen Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible platform with Reverend Hansen Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. Let's look at Isaiah 38. Still talking about seeking God with a heart. Isaiah 38, 1 to 3. In those days, Ezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Verses 2 and 3. Then Ezekiah, this is very important, this is what I want you to take note of. Then Ezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Remember now, Lord, I pray. How I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart. How I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart. So if you have a disloyal heart, if your heart is not loyal towards God, you are denying yourself knowledge of God. I want you to see something interesting because this king was able to impact the spirit realm and reverse divine order. Because of his heart relationship with his God. Now this is what he said. He was told that if you get ready, he was going to die. The Bible said he turned his back to the one who prophesied, faced the wall and he said, Remember now, Lord, I pray how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart. And I've done what is right in your sight. And Ezekiah wept bitterly. Verses 4 and 5. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, Go and tell Ezekiah that says the Lord, the God of David your father, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears, surely I will add to your days 15 years. Now what was it that defined this change in God's decision about the life of King Ezekiah? The heart. The heart. Let me read again what Ezekiah said. It said in the verses 2 and 3 of Isaiah 38, Then Ezekiah turned his face towards the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart. It didn't mean that it was perfect. Now, all it meant is that, look, as long as it's humanly possible, in my worship, of my God, I did what I did, and I've done everything I've done with a loyal heart. I've not been disloyal to my God. I have done it with a loyal heart. A loyal what? Heart. And that's stressing the point, or buttressing the point that I'm making, that if the heart is dislocated and not connected in our seeking God, we may never find it. 
unless maybe by his own divine will he choose to reveal himself to us, which he can do because with God all things are possible. Hallelujah. So Isaiah said that his heart was loyal. And I have done what is right in your sight. And he wept. And immediately the Lord responded and said, I'm adding 15 years, wow, to your age. What is that telling us? Once again, I want to repeat, the heart defines the act. You see God with all your heart or you might never find him. So how do I see God? Once again, number one, you see God with all your heart. Jeremiah 17, still highlighting on the heart. Jeremiah 17, verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct, according to, his, to what his deeds deserve. So this suggests to me that when we come before the Lord, our mindset, our motive, our readiness to yield to his leading, our acceptance of his sovereignty becomes an issue. God looks at our heart and responds accordingly. According to Jeremiah 17.10. Let me read that again. Let me read that again. I, the Lord, set the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct. Now this one, we are not talking about imputed righteousness that Christ has given to us. We are talking about Rewards that comes with obedience. And God is saying, if the heart is the seat of the mind, the will, and the emotions that is presented to me is with the right conduct, I will reward whoever takes that position and takes that stand before me. That's what God is saying to his people. Now let's look at putting it still in context. Seeking God with all the heart. Let's look at a few scriptures about what Jesus said. Regarding the heart. The heart is very important. And coincidentally, even in our physical bodies, we find the same thing. That the heart is very, very important. The heart is very important. The moment the heart stops beating, well, it's time for us to get out of here. But more to do yet. So I know the Lord will sustain you and it will sustain me. Now, Matthew chapter number 5 verse number 8. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And that purity of heart speaks to us about having goodwill towards men, towards God, towards... That sanctifier is what we need if we want to seek God and know him. Because he's a God, according to what we read in Jeremiah 17, 10 who examines the heart and the mind to find out where we are. So if you are steeped in hatred, unforgiveness, bitterness, actually working in moral ineptitude, I mean, sin is your lifestyle. I mean, you just live in sin. And yet you said you are seeking God. You are not repenting of your sin. You are not sorry for breaking the heart of God. You are not prepared to submit to anything that you read or hear from the word of God. You want to still be in the driver's seat relative to your life and still claim that you are seeking God. It doesn't work that way. 
Blessed are the pure in heart. It's all about moti. It's all about moti. Blessed are the pure in heart. There's a story in the scriptures where King David decided to build a temple for God. Great idea. So he sent to call the prophet Nathan. And he briefed Nathan about this project. And the prophet said, um, I, I don't think we have to pray about this. Because you see, it's such a noble task. That I know that, or I believe that God is going to be excited about this project. So David was sure once the prophet of God had endorsed the temple building project, it was going to be something that he had to do. Incidentally, that very night, the Lord spoke to the prophet Nathan. And the Lord told the prophet Nathan that David was not the one assigned or divinely ordained to build the temple. It was going to be his son Solomon. So he should go and tell David that he was not. But something interesting that the Lord had it. But he said, because it was in David's heart to build the temple, he, the Lord, was going to bless David as if he already did it. That is very informative. As if he already did it. So sometimes, you see, we may have the desire to do certain things. Maybe to help people, to do something for God. But the means may not be there. I want to tell you, you don't have to feel guilty. God searches the heart. And God knows where your heart is. That this is your desire. But you do not have it. Don't let anybody put any guilt feeling on you. Or a judgmental spirit making you feel God has rejected you. Because there's this bedding to do this. And you don't have the means. No. Not the God of the Holy Bible. No. He, he knows your motive. And like he said to David, he said, because your heart was in this thing to build me a temple, I will bless you as if you already built it. So there are blessings that you can walk in deeper relationship, deeper revelation of God that you can assess as long as your heart is right with God. And your motive, most importantly, your motive is right. God will reward you. He says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, in Mark 7, 21, another interesting scripture. Jesus said, For from within, out of the heart of men, and don't lose the focus of the fact that we are talking about the heart being the most primary thing that we need to get right if we are to seek God and find him. He said, we shall, you shall seek me and you shall find me if you shall search for me or seek for me with all your heart. And Jesus says here in Mark 7, 21, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, and all kinds of... And he went on and on. For from within. That is why the heart is key to seeking God. If it is not guarded properly, the enemy can take it. And he did it to Judas. He did it to Judas. In John 13, 2. John chapter 13, verse 2. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. The devil put it into the heart. Because that is, that is the controlling force. That is the life center. So the devil knew that if he can get the heart, he can get the guy to act. So you see, let me suggest to you, Christian brother, Christian sister, that our acts are driven by what is in our heart. 
So essentially, you can know what is in your heart by reflecting on what you are doing or what you have been doing if you were not being forced to do it, but you were doing it in your own free will. You can always tell that this is what is in your heart. If nobody told you to insult that man, if nobody is telling you to be jealous of that person or to hate that person, but it's you yourself who is drifting towards hatred or destroying somebody's character or something. If you yourself are the one, that is the proceed of your heart. That is the condition of your heart. And my dear, you need to repent because it becomes fertile ground for the devil to invest and if you allow him to do it, God forbid, he might drive you like he drove Judas to self-destruction. Let's look at one more scripture. Luke 6.45. Luke 6.45. The good man brings good things out of the good stored in his heart. Huh? The good man. He brings good things out of the good stored in his heart. So like this, they say in IT language. Garbage in, garbage out. What you put in there is what is going to come out. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. If you are going to approach God and to know God, the first thing you got to get right is your heart condition because you will seek him you will find him if you do it with all your heart and not just any heart but like jesus said a pure heart i pray for myself and i pray for you beloved kingdom partner and friend that god will help us to have the heart that will seek after him in purity that we might find him to the glory of his holy name. Have a wonderful week till I come your way again next week. I'm your friend, Pastor Hansen Metta, saying bye for now. And God bless you and yours. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your